What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Be The Light Podcast with your host, I'm Marissa. And I'm Sierra. We're not trying to be perfect. We're just trying to be raw, real, and relatable. Let's light it up. All right. <clears throat> and we are back. Hello. How are, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. We we don't have camera on, so we, we have a guest. Miss Suzanne, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Good. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, well, thank you. Very <laughs> glad to be here. Love having you on. It's always a joy to learn yes. from you. Like, you're probably one of my biggest inspirations, actually. Oh, wow. Really. What an honor. Like, you have no idea. I'm always talking about, I'm like, Miss Suzanne, you all got to meet Miss Suzanne. So well, Miss Suzanne said. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but this podcast is really all about what's going on right now in the world because it's important and there's some things that needs to be talked about and there's some things that needs to be clarified and there's a lot of stuff that I don't know and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that everybody else doesn't know. And so let's just dive right in. Yeah, and I think I don't. I think a lot of people may not even realize how important and um, how it even pertains to us talking about Israel. And I think um, it's important to come on this platform and talk about it because we've been talking about planning a trip right. to Israel. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I'm I'm sure some people are kind of wondering our thoughts and maybe where we stand on that at this moment so that's why we brought miss suzanne on because she came on that one time talked about her experience in israel did a little hebrew lesson (laughs) um so she's our um what's the word i don't know resource for all things (laughs) israel (laughs) so here we are um so for everyone that may not know um israel was attacked last Saturday um and so let's just get into it didn't you guys say it was like the 50 years from it was it was the 50th anniversary from the Yom Kippur War in 1973 do you think that was intentional yes you do I do does it does it talk about that in like the Bible like no um I mean 50 is an important number but but not for that no um so, one go thing ahead. too, though, it was also during the Feast of Tabernacles, right at the end of that, the day actually was uh, Simchat Torah, which is, um, in Hebrew, is joy in the, in the word. Mm-hmm. And so what they do over there is they will take the big Torah scrolls and they'll take them into the streets and uh, they celebrate uh, the word, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it is attached to at the very end of the Feast of Tabernacles, which is important because it's a pilgrimage feast. And so that means that there were a lot more people in Israel than normal. Right. A lot of tourists come into Israel uh, from all over the world at that time. And uh, so one of the places that they attacked, yes, it was Gaza you know, which was huge, but they also did some in Jerusalem as well, where the people were, uh, lots of, um, people from all over the world. Right. That's nerve wracking to just think about. Well, and it's because they knew that. Right. And it's all just schemed, schemed out intentionally. Um, so I guess let's start with this first question. I was talking, um, with some, some people this past week and, so one person just asked, basic, why does it seem like everybody hates the Jews? You know, it, so I, 
I heard a quote one time, and the, the quote I think is the best thing for that. And they were saying when God chose um, the Jewish people to bless them, Satan chose them at the same time to annihilate them. Mm. And and the thing is, is the first messianic prophecy that's ever given is in Genesis three fifteen, and it's where it's saying, um, "I will put hatred between your seed and her, the woman's seed." Um, and the thing is, is women don't have seed, you know. Right. So we have the, it yeah. was it, it's supernatural, right? Okay, and then if you look in some translations, seed will even be capitalized because it's talking about Jesus. Mm, okay, right. he's the supernatural seed. Right. Uh, and then the, her seed would crush the head of uh, the enemy's seed. So what the enemy has always wanted to do is um, take out the Jewish people because the Messiah would come through them. Mm. And if he could take them out, then Messiah could not come. Right. And so that's, that goes in turn with Israel as well. That's where he's said to come back to. And so Mm -hmm. they think if they take that out, either he won't come back or they can call God a liar. Right. Right. So, um, do you have any, anything? No, I was just going to ask because I've, I've heard a lot of conversation about this before, and we've talked about it before we started the pod, but I want to ask it just in case anybody else questions it. Um, And do you think that Israel knew or was given some kind of warning beforehand? Because, oh, oh, go ahead. Well, from what I understand, they had no warning, none whatsoever. And that has been a big question that Israel they have been asking, and people have been asking them, why did they not know? Because they have some of the best intelligence in the world. Um, and why did they not know? Right. S- something went wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, so can you give us a, just a little bit of history on Israel to start with and how, just kind of walk us through how they started and then what all they've kind of been you mean through. modern day or? I mean, you can take us back to like the 18, or like, you know that little timeline you did on the whiteboard yeah. the other night? Can you yeah. kind of explain that a little well, bit? Well, okay, so where we started with that was in 70 AD. Um, you know, up until then, there is a very rich, um, verified history of Israel in that region, you know, uh, from way, way back. You you go walk there, and you're walking, um, <laughs> well, I remember I was there, and the guide she specializes in archaeology and so she was finding pottery shards from the time of moses wow and it was trashed there she was like do you want it they're gonna throw it away i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i brought it home but uh they have a very long history um so in 70 a.d the roman uh general titus uh who later became an emperor he put a siege around the city of uh, Jerusalem. And what uh, some people, they know that in 70 AD it was destroyed, but they may not understand how bad it was. The whole city? Well, yes. Because what happened is they had Passover. Passover is a pilgrimage feast. And so every Jewish male is commanded to come to Jerusalem uh, if they live within a certain mile point. Um so thousands and thousands more people were there than normal. 
And so they laid siege to the city in April of 70 AD. Um, there was no food supply at all. They had water because of Hezekiah's tunnels. They did not have food until August hmm. when it was destroyed. And so you're, you're talking months with, uh, it was, it was uh, horrible. There are accounts of, um, even to the point where they ate shoe leather, uh, it was mothers eating their babies mm -hmm. because they were starving. Um, I mean, it was really, really bad. Um, I will add this. There was one week's time where um, General Titus had heard from his dad, you know, just let him go. And so he was packing things up. And um, the Christians had heard from Jesus, when you see them surrounding the city of Jerusalem, run to the mountains um, in Matthew 24. And so they took that to heart and they saw that they weren't really watching. And so all the Christians in Jerusalem left, ran to the mountains, and not one Christian was uh, killed in that. Um, the others did not listen to that, and so it continued. Uh, it was in 70 AD that um, the temple was destroyed, the city was destroyed uh, by the Romans, and so at that point, um, the Jewish people dispersed, and they call that the diaspora. So they went all over the world, and uh, Israel ceased really to be a nation. Uh, and so for a long time, there wasn't um, really anybody there very much. Uh, around 600 or so A.D. is when uh, Islam became um, a uh, religion, you know, and. Uh, they, at the Alaska Mosque, which is on the Temple Mount, was built, um, I think it is somewhere in the 600s AD. Um, there were uh, Islamic um, people, uh, Suleiman is one of them. One of the things that we were talking about, you know, them trying to keep Jesus from coming back or, or, or trying to do that. Uh, he, he took the Eastern Gate and uh, concreted it up and put uh, an Islamic cemetery in front of it because a Jewish uh, person couldn't go through a cemetery and be considered clean. Mm -hmm. And so he couldn't go in the Eastern Gate and be declared king. Right. Mm. Um, because concrete will keep Jesus out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, but at the same time, right. do you know, the funny thing is, is the... Uh, <laughs> The eastern gate that you see visible is not even the real eastern gate. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually about 15 feet under the ground, um, directly underneath. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that's not going to stop Jesus. Right. And at the same time, you know, it talks about that the Mount of Olives across from it will split. There's a natural fault line um, that is right there, already mm -hmm. set up, and right. ready to go. Wow. Right. Yeah. And then oh okay I'm sorry I got <laughs> what I was talking about <laughs> I was gonna bring you back uh, yeah thank you um, so they dispersed and uh, so it was around 
the 1800s, uh, early 1800s, that uh, they started coming back into the land. Um, one of the people who came in and saw it, um, we know uh, Mark Twain, you know, also Samuel Clemens, you know. Uh, we know him. He's the one that wrote Tom Sawyer and mm-hmm. Huckleberry Finn, mm-hmm. you know. Um, because he was a writer, he, he went over and visited, but he wrote down his account of what he saw there. And he saw it being um, desolate. He said that uh, he went large distances and didn't see anyone. He said it was a malaria-infested swampland, you know. <laughs> and uh, so the Jews started coming back into the land um, around 1850. That's when the Zionist movement began. Um, and the Zionists, they, they believe they should go back into their homeland. Scripture actually says that. In several, several places. A great example of that, you can find it in Ezekiel 34 and Ezekiel 36. It talks about them coming back. Um, In one of the places, too, it says that they will come back from the far north. And if you look at a map of Israel, far north of Israel is Russia. Hmm. Well, it just so happens, if you're going to Israel, uh, the top four languages, even right now, uh, is Hebrew to begin with, and then Arabic, English, and the fourth is Russian, hmm. because so many of them are coming from Russia still. Still. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so the Zionist movement, um, because they were coming back into the land, then the Christians started noticing. And so in the uh, Christian understanding, they called it dispensationalist. And so they were believing that they needed to be people to help the Jews have a homeland again so that scripture could be fulfilled. Hmm. And a major player in that, his name was Arthur Balfour, and he made the Balfour Declaration, which was instrumental in modern Israel becoming a nation again. Uh, at one time, he was prime minister um, of, of England, uh, but he went before parliament when they had won um, Israel from the Ottoman Empire. The Ottoman Empire fell it, at, at the end of World War One. He went to Parliament and said, "We need to help them become a nation again." And so um, they agreed. And it did not happen though until uh, 1947 was the vote. In 1948 is when it became became official. Um, but they had to do something with, okay, so they had Palestinian people. Uh, what do we do with those? And how do you put the Jewish people back into a homeland? So they came up with Jordan. They called it Transjordan being the Palestinian homeland. That was what was given to them. And then Israel was given to the Jewish people to be a Jewish nation. Um, and that's how they uh, reckoned that. Well, by the time they were trying to make everybody happy, <laughs> um, they had blown holes all over Israel. And there were some places it was only 17 miles wide. Um, very hard to defend that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so they became uh, official um, May 15th, I believe, of 1948. And um, the next day, there was a war. Uh, the War of Independence. All of their neighboring nations came against them to destroy them from the beginning. Mm. Um, And it was a miracle from God that they survived. 
they didn't have enough guns for everybody to have them. Um, I think they had two tanks and they had two planes and they the two planes got shot down the first day. Mm. Um, it, you can look on YouTube and you find all kinds of miracles that happened right. um, of what God did. But uh, then they did not have uh, Jerusalem. Jerusalem was not theirs. Uh, that didn't happen until the Six Day War in 1967. Um, so that was very much celebrated. And um, great pictures. You can look up those pictures. And so Israel won Jerusalem, but in order to have peace, and they did this in every war, they would get way more land than what they had had, but every time they would give up land for peace. Mm-hmm. And what they did is they gave up, um, they still control, or no, let me take that back. They still own <laughs> the Temple Mount, but they don't control it. Mm-hmm. They gave that control over to the WAF, and who controls that is um, the King of Jordan. Okay. Yeah, uh, today. And uh, then there was the 1973 war, that's the Yom Kippur War. And again, it was a surprise attack on the holiest day of the Jewish year. That was another name for Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement. That was the only day, you know, where the priest could go into the Holy of Holies, you know, and cover the sins of the people. Um, So they fast on that day, um, all day long until the sun goes down because theirs is from sundown to sundown. And so anyway, it was a complete surprise attack like this. And then here we are 50 years later from the 1973 Yom Kippur War with this war. So very intentional. Right. Yeah. Okay, so here we are. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So um, today we're recording on Monday. What is the date? October 16th. 16th. Um, So, I mean, just tell us a little bit about what's going on right now that you know of. Oh, well... Hmm. <laughs> uh, so you have it started with Hamas uh, Hamas is a terrorist group um, they are um, let me start with the, the Gaza Strip okay so the Gaza Strip um, was given to the Palestinians um, in, in 2005 and how that happened was the United States was one um, that pressured them to give up land, you know, and that's usually what happens to Israel is they get pressured to give up land for peace, and that's exactly what was going on. Um, I believe it was for the two-state um, solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so in 2005, when we pressured them, one of the things that you can look at this up every time that we uh, do some kind of big pressuring to do with them within 24 hours we have some of our biggest natural disasters ever Mm -hmm. because there is it's very real in uh, Genesis 12 3 where it's uh, talking about um, Abraham it says blessed are those who bless Israel and cursed are those who curse Israel so I looked that up because that's Mm -hmm. what I do (laughs) you know (laughs) and so blessed means blessed like you would think right both words are the same 
cursed is not that way. So cursed is, okay, everything happening wrong, right, to those who make light of mm. Israel, who dishonor Israel, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's what was going on. And so in 2005, within 24 hours after the United States was pressuring Israel uh, to give up land uh, in the Gaza Strip, then Hurricane Katrina hit. Hmm. And that's that was just an example of that. Right. Um, but the Gaza Strip, it was it was in great shape when they gave it up, when Israeli mm-hmm. citizens, they gave up their homes and they moved somewhere else. All of the Israeli soldiers left, and so it was nothing but a Palestinian area. Um, they gave it up. Within two years, in 2007, Hamas moved in. And so Hamas, um, and, and the thing is, I'm trying to remember, Hamas in Hebrew means violence. Mm-hmm. But in Arabic, it means um, like a, not patriotism. But kind of like that, mm-hmm. right? You know, and so it, it's it has that kind of a meaning, right? Proud kind of proud, yeah, yeah to be worth it, worth their doing. Uh, and so they came in and they started taking control mm. of um, the Gaza Strip, and so the Palestinian people, I feel for them mm-hmm. uh, that live in the Gaza Strip because they have been living under the control of Hamas since two thousand seven. So that's quite some time. Right. Right. Yeah. I had heard that they had like voted them in as their government. Is that true? Or did they just take over? I don't know. Okay. Um, I I don't know. So, um, what was the original question? I'm sorry. (laughs) I got off. Well, we were just talking about what's going, like what. Oh, what's going on there. Yeah. What started there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they attacked uh, as of 6.30 uh, Saturday morning. That was October the 7th. Mm-hmm. And um, they went, there was a music festival, and uh, they were, um, they were killing people. They, I mean, they uh, came in on hang gliders. Yeah, I yeah. did not really uh, understand what that really meant until I saw a picture. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that is frightening. Yeah. yeah. Like to just look up and see. And not exactly know what's yeah, going on. Like but you people would... are coming in on Hank, you know, it's like and then I mean when I saw that picture, like, I like I mean, deep in my soul I was shook. Like yeah. I was like, Oh, this is like something I've never 'cause and I think that's another part of um our generations not really like paying attention or have an idea of what's going on because we don't remember any of that stuff like in 2005 or before that like and right and I think a lot of it just doesn't get talked about like we're not taught about that in school at all yeah um and so it's just like we don't have really any idea of what war is right because the last war we know of was Iraq and like we were well, it happened in 1990 right, when that right. started. Right. And so yeah. we just don't have any concept of, I don't know, it all seems kind of just like. That can't happen to us. Yeah, like we're yeah. untouchable kind of deal. 
And so, I don't know, when I saw the pictures of the guys in the air, like, I don't even think I even realized what, like, a hang glider, like, was or whatever they call it. But, yeah, that was when it kind of just started, like, shaking me, like, really deep. Like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I can't even imagine the fear and, like, the terror and what they could have been, like, thinking. Oh, yeah. And, like, another thing we were talking about is they in Israel they have all the bomb shelters because they're like mm-hmm. constantly under threat right, like yeah. they they know like oh Something this could happen, happen at, any at any point in time and so when they I'm sure when they saw them coming into the air they, they knew, knew what was, was happening up. yeah um when I seen that picture it just made me be extra thankful to have the right to have a gun right now right oh yeah I was listening to this podcast where it said Israel only two percent two percent of their population to have is allowed to have guns right like it, and we're in the u.s and we're like we're like 60 to do you know what's amazing about that is in israel all of their citizens are militarily trained right you know, because they go through they yeah, should be. yeah their girls go into the idf um their their military when they are 18 and they stay until they're 20 and mm. their males go from 18 to 21 all of their citizens and so i think that's important, i don't understand actually. though why they don't aren't able to have guns right i i think it has something to do with the government but i don't know that's a yeah. political part but um well tell us a little bit about like the similarities between the united states and israel how we're you know both democracies and um yes. both are like the only two countries founded on a god yeah. yeah yeah well it, it, that is something that um okay so within 24 hour span i got to to visit where both of the covenants occurred okay in israel and in the united states so that was kind of cool um in the shechem valley um in israel which is actually very uh much in unrest you know it's in the west bank okay uh, is where that is uh close to uh samaria is where that is but that is where the uh israelites uh close to there came over and they wrote on the stones their covenant and they covenanted with God and said, okay, we're coming into this land and we will be your people and you be our God, mm. you know, and this is, this is yours. We give this to you. Um, the very same thing happened for the United States. We are the only two nations in all the world that have covenanted with God from the beginning of our nations and where that happened, which was kind of cool. Um, in New York, uh, George Washington, he was uh, sworn in on Wall Street, okay? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. And then they walked about a block or a block and a half uh, to a little church called St. Paul's Church. And what we know it as now is it's directly across from where the World Trade Center fell. Mm-hmm. And so what... And it was untouched, right? Uh, it was untouched. So, you know, the thing is, is there's the spirit realm is so much more alive Mm. than and uh, in doing things than what people realize. Right. And so why has the West Bank always been in dispute? You know, it's because it's the covenant land. Mm. And, you know, so the thing is, is God's never going to give it up. Right. But the enemy wants it because it's covenant land. Mm. Same thing in New York. So you've got this church, and so the enemy goes as far as he can next to where this church is because it's covenant land, and the World Trade Center comes down, these huge towers, 
and it does not even break a window mm, of the church. That's, that's insane. insane. Yeah. <laughs> so is that why uh, you were saying, was it other countries, they call us, they call Israel little Satan and us gray Satan? Is that it, why? Because we are so covenant and they're like not, so they're kind of like reversing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I can see that. And the country that, that does that mainly is Iran. Uh, uh-huh. So what they do... The country that we just gave $6 billion to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> I know. That doesn't make yeah, any sense, no. does it? Uh, and so they, they don't like us. That's an understatement. Right. <laughs> um, in fact, they're the ones that talk about how they want to see uh, Israel wiped off the map. Right. Um they would love that for America as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't talk about that so much in the media, but every time that they burn an Israeli flag, they burn an American flag too. Right. And where Israel is the little Satan, we're the great Satan. Um, yeah. It, it, so. <laughs> yeah. So with all that, yeah. um, <laughs> and Israel being our only ally in the Midwest. Or in the Middle East. Mid- Mid-East. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's one reason to just pay attention to what's going on in Israel. Right. But let's get into the scriptures um, okay. about what could possibly be unfolding right. underneath well, our noses. So one of the things that I, I heard of uh, just recently, they were talking about, and this came out Monday, actually, of this past week. Um, so that would have been October 9th. Okay. And so Israel... A week from today. Or, yes, uh, yeah. yes, yes. And so um, Israel had threatened uh, if Hezbollah comes into the, the fight, then uh, they would destroy Damascus. Well, the thing about Damascus is that is where um, most of the terrorist leaders of the, the Middle East um, headquarter. You know, they may have their people in other places, but all of the leaders are in Damascus. Uh, another thing about Damascus is it's the capital of Syria, but it's also the oldest city in the world that has been continuously inhabited. It's 5,000 years old. Um, it has about 2 million people in it. Um, if you look in Isaiah 17, verses 1 and 2, then this has not been fulfilled yet and so it says the pronouncement concerning Damascus behold Damascus is about to be removed from being a city and will become a fallen ruin the cities of Aurora are abandoned they will be for herds to lie down in and there will be no one to frighten them so it's saying this is taken out so much of not being a city that nothing will ever inhabit it again but but animals. Hmm. Same thing happened with Chernobyl when the nuclear power plant, you know, mm-hmm. had just disaster meltdown. Um, if you go to Chernobyl today, people cannot live there because of the fallout still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so animals, it's it's a sanctuary for animals because they have a much shorter lifespan. Um, but yeah, it's exactly what that is talking about. But there's one other place um, that's very interesting and that is um, Psalm 83 and Psalm 83 has also not yet been fulfilled and so this one is interesting because it gives you a rundown of the peoples Mm -hmm. you know and it's uh, in the form of a prayer and who is writing this is Asaph 
Well, we know that Asaph was actually, um, he was a seer. He was a prophet. And so he is seeing things in the future and writing about it. And so here's what's going on. It says, um, God, do not remain quiet. Do not be silent. And God, do not be still. For behold, your enemies make an uproar. And those who hate you have exalted themselves. They make shrewd plans against your people and conspire together against your, tre your treasured ones. They have said, come and let's wipe them out as a nation so that the name of Israel will no longer be remembered. Hmm. Sounds like headlines, doesn't mm, it? Yeah. <laughs> and so here's where it says, who is doing it? For they have conspired together with one mind. They make a covenant against you. The tents of Edom. Okay, that's southern Jordan uh, today. And the Ishmaelites, which is the desert east and south of Israel. Moab, which is Jordan again. And the Hagrites, which are the descendants of Hagar, which is Ishmael, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same as the Ishmaelites. Um, Gebal, or uh, you could also call that Biblos. It's an old Phoenician, Phoenician port city in modern Lebanon. So that's Lebanon. Uh, Ammon, which is the capital of Jordan. So you got Jordan all the way all around over. in there. Yeah. yeah. And Amalek, which is the Negev area of uh, Israel. That's the desert area that's not far at all from where Gaza is. Mm. Um, Philistia, that is Gaza. Mm. So Gaza is the old place of where the Philistines lived right, right now. Uh, with the inhabitants of Tyre, which is Lebanon again. Assyria, which is Syria. Uh, also has joined them. They have become a help to the children of Lot. And the children of Lot are Moab uh, and Ammon, which is mm -hmm. again Jordan. Deal with them as with Midian. And so uh, when he's saying who is doing it, then he starts saying, okay, God, if you need some ideas of how <laughs> to deal with them, do it like this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is how God's going to do it, but right. here's his suggestions. Right. Okay? This would be a good way. To take yeah, you could do it like this. <laughs> <laughs> so deal with them as with Midian, as with Sisera and Jabin um, at the river of Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor, who became like a dung for the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb and all their leaders like Zeba and Zomuna who said, let's possess for ourselves the pastures of God. My God, make them like the whirling dust, like chaff before the wind, like fire that burns the forest and like a flame that sets the mountain on fire. So pursue them with your heavy gale and terrify them with your storm. Fill their faces with dishonor so that they will seek the name Lord. May they be ashamed and dismayed forever and may they be hum uh, humiliated and perish so that they will know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, is the most high over all the earth. So that is Psalm 83. That has not yet happened. But this is basically where you're seeing the neighboring uh, countries uh -huh, coming together against Israel. North, south, and yep. west? <laughs> Well, is west, west would, is Jordan, mm -hmm. yeah, and so north is Syria and Lebanon, and then uh, to the east, you know, you, you could say Gaza. Um, let, me, let me, okay, here's a whole other something. Okay. Okay, so in scripture, scripture is so 
fascinating. <laughs> I love how God takes all the details, and the details matter because mm-hmm. they're the things that verify. Right. You know, there is nothing vague about it. So if you look at Joel chapter 3, um, in Joel, <laughs> find Joel real quick. <laughs> there it is. It tells you what land Israel is going to give up hmm. in the end. Cause okay. It, it, yeah. Isn't that amazing? And so, um, and it's, it's talking about, you know, at the, at the end, but, uh, he's saying, you know, what, what he is, he's judging the nations and it's because they've divided up his land. But in verse four, he says, indeed, you, um, what have you to do with me, O Tyre and Sidon? So that's Lebanon today and all the coast of Philistia. That's a Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. And uh, will you retaliate against me? But if you're, you're looking at it, those are the only places that are going to, to be given up. But haven't and they haven't been given up yet? No, they have been given okay. up. Okay. Mm. But nothing else will be. Oh, so they're not going to lose land? No. At this time? No. Huh. Or at least not any more than what they already have. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Because you've said that in every war they um, have gained land and then given up land yes, to keep peace. the peace. And yes. that that's their, their whole thing, Israel, is they fight for peace. They always right. do. But that is not the case on the other side because they just want to wipe them out. Right. Exactly. And that's my whole view on this. Is like, okay, yeah, we can take a side, but really your sides are life and death. Right. Yeah. Like one side is fighting for life for all the people involved, and the other side is wanting to just take out one group of people. Well, see, and one of the things is Israel, they they are like the United States in this. You know, this is another similarity Mm -hmm. between the two. So what will America do before we bomb a civilian area? Let them know. Well, we let them know. We will drop leaflets and we'll say, hey, you know, we're going to do this, evacuate so you don't get killed. Right. right. You know, well, Israel does the same thing. You know, they've been giving messages and dropping things to the Palestinians because they're not, they don't have a beef with the civilians. Right. right. They have been through enough. Right. You know, and so what the, what the Hamas people have been telling them, though, is oh that's just propaganda Mm. don't leave and have been blocking them so they can't leave but some of the things that they want to happen is they want the world to see israel bomb civilians and there be casualties Mm -hmm. and then the world it makes it villainizes israel Mm -hmm. and yeah that's not what should be happening yeah i saw like something this weekend um the well, for, I also want to talk about Egypt and why they're not opening their borders. There's like a whole lot of going on with them. I don't know if you know anything about that. Okay. Well, um, but so there's like one way out of Gaza into Egypt and the other yes. way is into Israel. Mm-hmm. And, and this weekend they were saying like Israel dropped a bomb on that roadway or whatever to keep people from getting out, but it came out today or something that it that was actually Hamas did that yeah because they want their people to 
Because they stay. to use them as well, their shields. and um, They are people, a lot of times they will put um, their, uh, their people that are their military under schools because mm. they don't have the regard for life that um, that we do and right. so they use them as uh, as shields because mm-hmm. they don't care no for life right because they're not yeah their focus is taking Israel out no matter who's in the way right um do you have any questions yet now but while we're on Hamas I just wanted to go into like the fact that how many thousands of people have came over here, middle-aged men, uh, over ah, the borders, and they are in our major cities, like, apparently planning terrorist attacks between now and the election, and, like, so it's not just, like, so for people thinking, oh, it's over in Israel, that's them, like, it's not just them, like, right, they're, no. they're planning stuff over here, too. Well, you there's know? a general, um, an American general, and he was saying um, to watch the major cities for the next 14 months because uh, Hamas uh, groups are here too. Mm-hmm. And, and here's another thing that I heard and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because they were saying, you know, because we basically had open borders yeah. for a mm-hmm. while. They were just thousands on a train. Yeah, still do. Well, but here's what they were saying. Okay, if they're refugees, then the men are bringing their families. Right. If they're coming to be terrorists, they leave their families home. Mm-hmm. And these have been people who are coming in without families. Yep. Just men. Yeah. So mm. it tells you a lot. Yep. Okay. Oh. Go ahead. You know, we were talking about, so God moving. Okay. Mm. This was just interesting. Um, so the afternoon the when the first attack happened, uh, October 7th, mm-hmm. right? Um, then Afghanistan, their terrorist group is the Taliban. Right. Right. We know them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? The Taliban made a pronouncement that um, they would come over and help finish off Jerusalem and Israel with Hamas. Within the hour of them making that announcement, they had their first earthquake. Oh, I remember hearing that. And so there has been three earthquakes now, Mm -hmm. all of them with a Richter scale of 6.3. Wow. Yeah. And so that shut them down Mm. so that they could not come and do what they were threatening to do. Right. Right. Because they cursed Israel. Yes, they were cursing Israel. But that's not one of those countries that's on that list, though. No, they're not on the list. Right. And so they, They, yeah. They're not a factor. Mm -mm. Wow. So interesting. Okay, so Hamas and Hezbollah. What's the difference and what does it mean that Hezbollah is involved? Hezbollah, and I I did some research on that. It's interesting. What it means is the party of God. Hmm. And uh, it was established and is supported by Iran. Mm. So where they are based out of is in the Becca Valley of Lebanon, which is right next to Damascus. Hmm. Um, And so they are at the northern part of Israel. So Hamas is from the Gaza Strip, which is the southern part, you know, south Mm -hmm. to middle. And then Hezbollah is from the the northern part. Mm. And so a lot of times they will work in tandem 
to uh, have Israel fighting two fronts mm. right. rather than just one. Gotcha. Yeah. Has has there been any? Um, has Hezbollah made any kind of? They have made gonna... some uh, some missiles have been going through. This was another interesting thing, even with the Gaza uh, thing. So. Um, the Ayatollah of Iran, who is their um, religious leader, mm-hmm. he um, gave the go-ahead to Hamas on the Monday before the Saturday they attacked. So he was he, basically they are the ones, the ringleaders, mm-hmm. who are telling them to do it and giving permission for them to to attack Israel. And that has been something that's been coming out recently. But it's so, it's just so crazy to me. Like, there's obviously some things that we're not going to know because it's our government and it's just a big mm-hmm. crazy. Oh, yeah. But, like, we just gave you $6 billion. <laughs> you know? Like, what the heck? I don't. Well, and s- then to just all their, all their weapons are just, like, free of access to the Hamas. Like, it just. So, Thursday, I watched um, a press conference or whatever they call it from the White House and our, um. Secretary of State, what was his name? Um, Anthony Blinken. He, they asked him about that, and he was saying how they have not touched that money. We're able to block it, um, but they, he didn't answer any questions. Right. He just said like, um, we, we know that they haven't touched the money yet, and that it's in a. It's in the bank, and we have um, the power to freeze it at any time. And they were like, well, are you going to? And he just kept diverting, diverting, diverting. Mm-hmm. So, Do you know some things, though, that I've heard, um, you know, that's been being said, is that some of the weapons that were used against mm-hmm. Israel came from Afghanistan and were ours. Yeah. And that we had left there. Yeah. And yeah. didn't they get a lot from Ukraine, too? Some mm-hmm. came from Ukraine, but also were our weapons mm-hmm. being right. used against Israel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, we, I think we were talking about how Israel um, gives lots of money and resources to, to Gaza. and people. But instead of Hamas using it to um, better their uh, country or territory or whatever you want to call it, they use it to build missiles. Yeah. And, well, and, and Iran does the same thing. Yeah. Because they have been very much wanting to have a nuclear program. Uh, they've been working on that. And then they were saying, oh, we're using it for peace. Right. Well, but at the same time. While your people are starving in the streets. Yeah. But I mean, so are ours. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. True. But one of the things with Iran uh, that's also playing a, a role in all of this is Iran is known as... Um, their Muslims are Shiites. Mm-hmm. And there is a difference between Shiites and Sunni. Um, and so the main thing with Shiites is they, uh, sometimes they're called Twelvers because they're looking for the Twelve um, Prince, right? The, they're looking for the Mahdi, um, the Muslim Messiah. And when the Muslim Messiah comes, then he will unite all of the Muslims, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they are all about doing everything they can to bring the Mahdi. And so they have to either promote chaos or let there be chaos. And But chaos is what brings the Mahdi. And one of the things that we have, 
not much of a concept with all of that because it's exactly the opposite from what our Bible says. Mm-hmm. Um, where we have an Antichrist, um, they have a Muslim Messiah, but their Muslim Messiah is our Antichrist. Right. And then their version of uh, Jesus is Isa, which is the helper to their Messiah, which we would call the false prophet. Mm. Right. And then their version of Jesus, our Jewish Messiah, who we're waiting for, um, is their Antichrist. <laughs> so it's the complete opposite. But at the same time, they're all about bringing him. Hmm. Right. So that's another factor of what's going on. So at the end of the day, it's just unfolding. Yeah. <laughs> like they're trying to bring him and we're trying to tell him to come on. Yeah. Come on, Lord. But there's one truth. Right. Yes. Um. Okay. Let me look at my notes. So this is just a question personal for you. Um. We don't know who to trust in the media. Yeah. We don't know really what's true and what's not. So who do right. you, what resources do you use and trust the most? Um, some that I have been looking at is CBN News, um, which is a Christian Broadcasting Network. I okay. um, also have been looking at uh, Joel Rosenberg. Um, he is um, a Messianic uh, Jewish uh, believer. And Messianic Jewish means uh, they believe that Jesus is Messiah. Mm-hmm. He was born in America. Now is uh, his dual citizenship between Israel and America. Lives over there now. Uh, very learned in the Middle East and all of the prophecies and everything that's going on. Nice. Okay. How are we doing on time? Uh, we're good for right now. Okay. Um, let me see what else I got in here. Well, let's just go ahead and take a break and we'll hop back on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're back. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to go into that or? The Feast of no. Weeks. Okay. No, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So we were talking about, um, you know, prophecies that haven't been fulfilled and could be unfolding yes. right now. Yes. Um, well, so tell us about how those two prophecies could be leading into end time things oh very and then and then how what what do the jewish people think about it like do they realize what's going on okay they know isaiah 17 and they know psalm 83 Mm -hmm. and uh according to psalm i mean uh, to isaiah 17 um israel wins right you know they they win and they know it and so for them to threaten to destroy Damascus, well, it's prophesied that they will have victory. And so they, you know, they and, have and threatened that. Three. Yes. Well, and that's what I've heard. they don't just threaten something just to... Oh, no. Just, they don't give empty threats. Right. But and now, I mean... They can't survive and do that. Right. Yeah. And now it's, it's kind of obvious that... How, how, what, what is it? Oh, oh Hezbollah. Hezbollah. <laughs> <laughs> Hava, Hava. <laughs> um, is involved. Right. Yes. And he, so, is he the one that they told do not get involved? Or, yes. Okay. Oh, and, and Hezbollah is not a person. It's a um, it's a terrorist organization like Hamas. Gotcha. Okay. So. Yeah. 
So but, where are we at? Okay, <laughs> let me give you because we were talking about they know with Psalm uh, with a uh, Psalm eighty three and and uh, Isaiah seventeen that it prophesies that they will have victory. Mm-hmm. Well, there is another war that we've not talked about, and it, a lot of people are talking about this one because of Iran being such uh, a player in it. So in what this is, sometimes it's called the Gog and Magog War, mm-hmm. and at other times it's called the Ezekiel War. Um, one of the things that's very interesting about the book of Ezekiel is it is sequential. It is telling you in order the things that will be happening uh, in times. And it starts really in around um, chapters 34, 35, through the rest of the book of Ezekiel. Okay. So it's giving you a timeline. But if you're looking at, um, like, starting in Ezekiel 37, you have the Valley of Dry Bones, right? So they actually, it's giving you Israel, modern Israel, coming back because it's just dry bones that are so dry because they've been there for so long, Mm -hmm. right? It's been dead for a long time. And so uh, God tells uh, Ezekiel, prophesy to the bones. Well, that was Israel in dispersion. Okay. And so they start coming together and the sinews start being connected to the bones. Well, that's pre-1948, the gathering of the Jews into the land of Israel. And then the sinew of the flesh comes on the bones where Israel becomes a nation, which is what we have present day. They are a nation. Um, and then the skin covers the body. Um, and then finally, you have the Spirit of God coming because God tells him prophesy to the breath, you know, for the breath to come. Well, if you know in the, in the Old Testament Hebrew and even in the New Testament Greek, both of them, the same word is used for breath, spirit, and wind. Hmm. And so if you prophesy to the breath, you're prophesying to the spirit. So spirit come into them, you know, and fill them. And so that's what God has been waiting to do in the Jewish people right. in Israel. And so the means to do that is through the Gog and Magog War or the Ezekiel War. And so here is here's what this is. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal, and prophesy against him. Okay, so Gog is a principality. It's a spirit, a demonic spirit that is over a region. Hmm. And the reason why you know that is because his history is way too long for a human to ever live because you've got him here in Ezekiel 38 with it's written about 1700 years um, well actually no I'm sorry that would be 3,700 years ago is when this was written okay very long time ago right and then Gog he is around until after the millennium for the final rebellion Hmm. Okay, so we're talking at least another thousand years after now. Right. And he's still around. Yeah. And Magog, according to um, a lot of different different maps, ancient maps, then you will find Magog is uh, modern Russia. Hmm. Yes. And so we're talking about a spirit that is over the land of 
Magog. And then it says the Prince of Rosh. Well, if you go back in history, um, there's a there's a man. Uh, he's the father of modern Hebrew um, lexography. And uh, he was saying that, uh, according to the Byzantine writers of the 10th century, Rosh is uh, is, is uh, Russia. Hmm. You know, and then Meshek is Moscow, and Tubal is the uh, Tobolsk River area uh, in Russia. So, all of this is Russia. Hmm. So the underlier, and who is the ones that supply all the weaponry of the Middle East with all of the terrorists and the the Middle Eastern countries? It's Russia. Russia. Russia is the one that always, in every war that has been fought against modern-day Israel, the weapons have come from Russia, you know, primarily, Hmm. where they've come from. Um, Then it tells you the nations that are going to come with them. So it's a rundown, you know, again. And so uh, in Ezekiel 38, 5 uh, through 10, it says, Persia... Well, Persia is very easy because they just changed their name in 1935 uh, from Persia to Iran. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's Ethiopia and Libya are with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer, that's the one that's more disputed. Some will say Germany, others will say Turkey. Hmm. You know, so that one's kind of harder to know. And all its troops, the House of Togermah, which is Turkey and Armenia today, um, from the far north and all its troops. Many people are with you. Prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you, and be a guard for them. And so they will come upon Israel like a storm, is what it says in verse 9, covering uh, the land like a cloud, you and all your troops and many peoples with you. And so... There's a lot here, mm-hmm. but the main thing, the main thing to get from this is it's just as important what is happening uh, is why it's happening. And so the reason why this war occurs is so God can show the people that he is still their God, the Jewish people. He's still their God. He is fighting for them and he is pouring out his spirit on them and it will not be removed ever again. So, because God, God only has one people group at a time. That's his focus. In the Old Testament, it was the Jewish people, mm-hmm. hands down. And the New Testament, then it becomes the, the church. Now, it doesn't mean that others can't come to him. You know, it just means he is primarily focused on one group at a time. And so, with the church, we know from Daniel 9... 24 through 27, Daniel 77s, that God's not finished with the Jewish people. And actually, there are lots of other scriptures that say that, too. Mm -hmm. Um, So, God has to switch his focus from the church back to the Jewish people. So, he's not going to leave us, Mm -hmm. you know, or forsake us, because he promises that he doesn't do that. So, we have to be taken out. So, his focus can go back to the Jewish people. And so this war is almost, it's where he is saying that. Because he's talking about, um, like in, in Ezekiel 39, he fights 
for Israel. Mm-hmm. And, and he is fighting for them in, in such a way he wants to be recognized. And so he's using all of these ways from the past um, that he's used before so that they recognize it. But he keeps saying, um, so that they shall know that I am the Lord, their God. Um, and he talks about, I will pour out my spirit on them uh, and will not uh, remove it anymore. So that war is extremely important because um, it's, a ter- it's a transition point from one group to another group. Mm. Does that make sense? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and what we're seeing are the players are coming into focus. Um, does that mean it has to happen right now? Mm-mm. No. Um, but we, you know, we are seeing them coming right. together. It, the alliances are forming. Right. right. Yeah. And so... I don't know. I feel like just like (laughs) unless you study this or unless you have somebody like you in our lives or whatever, like you read that and you don't realize like it, you know, you're blinded pretty much, you know, Mm -hmm. you just don't realize what it really like putting it Mm -hmm. into the world perspective. Like, oh crap, this is Russia. This is, and they're already, this is happening. Well, when she was like, oh, there's some Old Testament prophecies that haven't been fulfilled. I said, what? Right. (laughs) What? Like, I thought we were done with that, you know? (laughs) There's actually quite a few. Okay. Um, Well, we need to know the rest of them. (laughs) um, um, But I was telling you, I was like, if we hadn't, you know, been just studying Israel, been talking about going to Israel, um, this probably wouldn't have set my radar off, kind of like everyone else, kind of just blinded and oblivious. But just because we had been talking about all the feasts and the appointment dates and just, you know, Israel's constantly under attack and all their neighbors hate them. And I don't think if I had just been studying and been aware, like I wouldn't have known like how like serious and important that what's going on right now is what it is. Yes. So that's, I think what we're here to do is just kind of wake people up and be like, Hey, well, and so what is our job in this? One of our things is to support Israel Mm -hmm. all that we can. Um, and that might be, by, you know, we, we listen to Holy Spirit of whatever that is that we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if giving financially, we can uh, intercede mm-hmm. for them. Yes. You know, um, where, where would one give financially? You know, like it, for one, I have trust issues. So I don't know. Yeah. I just randomly send in money to right. somebody. How do I know? You know, so like, where could somebody do give that support? If they wanted to, you know? Well, that's a very good good, uh, question. I I really like Joel Rosenberg, so I would probably look at him, you know? Um, So I I don't know otherwise, to be honest. Let's bring this up right here since we're talking about supporting Israel and what what it means to support Israel because I had some backlash on my Facebook Mm -hmm. last week. Um, And which of this is all kind of crazy because... I've been off social media for a while, a few weeks before all this happened. Um, and the only w- <laughs> the way I even knew what was going on in Israel last week was a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been on vacation with my family, not watching TV, not on social media, nothing. And it was 
Monday afternoon before I even knew anything was going on because this one podcast that I listened to is a couple of Jewish sisters and they don't it's not a religious thing they just talk about like pop culture and fun things um and that Monday was Columbus Day and they had already said they wouldn't have an episode that day because it's holiday whatever but then I'm like finishing up on work that afternoon and I see them put out a a little short um, episode, and I was like, oh, well, this is weird. They weren't going to put out an episode, now they are. And it was just titled October 7th, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, and I listened, and it was like, as soon as they said it, I was like, oh, like, I got to dive into this. I got to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all, I mean, it was like immediately, like, I stand with Israel because I, I had just been studying, been aware of, you know, what Israel means to Christians. Yes. Um, and so I had made a couple posts on my Facebook. One, I had shared our um, podcast episode from our Bible study, um, which was on Wednesday, a couple days after I had found out. And then another one was just a post that a lady from our church made just about why Israel is important to Christians and why we need to just be aware and stay alert. And so the comment on that one was... Do you know Israel is currently bombing Palestine? Yes. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Um, and, but like, what, do you, what are they supposed to do? Just, right. um, and, sh- and they called it Palestine, but it's Gaza. Right. It's, Which is well, where is it like interchan- the propaganda comes in. Is it interchangeable? At the same time, though, okay, you will have some that call all of Israel Palestine. Mm. You know, and I think that started with the Roman Empire. Um, they were calling different regions um, that, and so it kind of just took that on. Mm-hmm. But that's why some will call it Palestine, and then others call it Israel. Okay, so they comment, did you know Israel is currently bombing Palestine? Yes, I did, in retaliation of what happened to them. Exactly. <laughs> right, and but then, now Israel's the bad one. Yeah. And then... They've already murdered 1,500 people. Are you going to post for them or only the other side? And it's like, to me, it's either Israel or Hamas. Right. Yeah. And this wouldn't have happened if everybody left Israel alone. Right. You know? Well, in the Pal- okay, the Palestinian civilians are not who attacked. Right. So it's there is no... Right. So what I'm saying is, to to stand with Israel does not mean you're You're against against the Palestinians. That's not, I didn't say, first of all, I didn't say anything about, you know, only Israel should should live or whatever. All I said was be aware, you know, pay attention to what is going on in Israel. Yes. Um, And then the comment on the other post is, you're failing to view anything from the other side and clearly haven't researched the history. So... It, in my mind, the Palestinian people are also against Israel. Yeah. When in turn, it should they should be against the terrorists, right? But but aren't they brainwashed by by the by the well, Hamas? It depends. Okay, in Islam, one of the things that I noticed while I was there, and it's this way with Christianity too, you know. Um, and with and, and Jewishness too, you have some who are moderates, who are fin- sitting on the fence, 
and they're not really practicing mm-hmm. anything. They just say that's what they are, mm-hmm. you know. And then you have some that actually believe uh, what their book says, right? You know, be that the Bible or the Quran, or uh, yeah. So I just wanted to address these comments here because I'm not going to engage in any kind of social media comment war or whatever. Right. To I stand with Israel because I stand with God's word. Right. And that's what yeah. the word of God says. Um, but it, it also, in the word, it's not God's will for anybody to perish. That's right. right. So that's also what I stand by. Amen. Um, so there, there's my statement. Yeah. <laughs> you can stand with Israel and not be against the Palestinians. Right. Like, exactly. I, like You're I said. The, the group that is doing the attacking that is trying to wipe out yeah. anybody. Because they obviously don't care about the Palestinians They don't either. either. No. Exactly. And that's like what I said at the top of this whole thing was this is a life or death. You either right. stand for life or you stand for death. And if you stand on the death side, like, that includes everybody. Right. Um, same as if you you stand with Israel, you stand with truth and with life. Right. That includes mm-hmm. the Palestinians, the Christians, the Jewish people, right. the Muslims, or I, I don't even know all the religions, the Islams, right. <laughs> um, everybody. Like, and that's Israel too. They just want but peace in their in their land. Right. <laughs> right. But if if they use propaganda like they're they are then the Palestinians only see the bad side of what Israel's doing to them, you know, and who knows what they're actually telling them. Right. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So I'm like, like, did y'all like not get the news of the first thing that happened? <laughs> did they just, they just block that from your label? But who knows? They could have told them that Israel did something first, which was causing them to come up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's so much fake that's being pushed mm, into our true. eyes through the media. Like, it's, it's really hard. It really is. It is true. And, and I'm, praying for the Palestinian people, yeah, you know, very, because they're, yes. honestly, they're, they're kind of they're up shit's creek. Like, yeah. They're actually, they're victims. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's really sad that they're kind of standing behind Hamas. Right. Yeah. Because they don't really know the truth. Right. There's a scripture, um, and it, it's like what we were talking about. It says, um, it's, this is Psalm 122 verses 6 and 7 it says pray for the peace of Jerusalem may they prosper who love you peace be within your walls prosperity within your palaces amen amen okay you got anything so if this isn't a fulfillment of prophecy what if are it's not it's it's a a lead in, a lead in to it okay yeah, I was gonna say if this is not we're getting what are more, we learning? More ready. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're, we're if anything, it's a hey, pay attention to what's yes, going right. on Wake over up here. Call. Wake, Wake up. up, call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. But if you don't open the Bible and if you don't like learn, like you said, I, I still what you read, I would have read that and still kind of been clueless to not realize like that's Russia, that's this, right. that's that, and that's literally like if you just turn on the TV, you see all of it right well, there. And you see, know? some people will try to say that end time prophecy is allegorical, you know, and all that and symbolism and all that. No, that's not at all. Our God is so specific, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he knows the ending from the beginning. Right. And so what he's doing is he's giving the geographic locations. Right. He may give the ancient names of it, right. but it's the same geographic location. Right. It just has modern names now. Right. 
I do think this was interesting in that um, press conference the other day. The Secretary of State said, if you compare this to 9-11 in regard to Israel's population, it would be like 9 or 10 9-11s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, and another thing that I saw uh, just the other day like that, they were saying this has uh, October 7th for the Jewish people. Um, that was the largest um, slaughter slaughter of them since the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And some and, of them, and who yeah. put that out was the Holocaust Museum in Washington D.C. I've been there. That's a great museum to go to. Really? Yeah, it was very. I mean, I've not been to that. Eerie, one. I've been to very, in very Jerusalem. eerie in there. Just yeah. the way I don't know. You walk through it, and, but it's a great. I sh- you should anyone should go visit there. Um, what was I about to say? Mm-hmm, I don't remember. Oh. Um, if you were to just put it in perspective with like in America, it would have been like 44,000 Americans. Wow. And see, would we not declare war for that? Mm. And we would be justified in doing so. Right. We should. Yeah. yeah you would. If and you don't. No one, no one can stand against Israel declaring war because of what was done to them. Right. Mm. And the and the thing that was surprising to me about it was the brutality that was used. Yes. It was extremely Oh my horrible. gosh. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't even fathom. No. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I've seen some videos that and it's like there's this one video that was talking about the raping of the women and how just brutal. I mean, when they using they killing them like, that way, yeah, they you, were seeing it as a weapon. Yeah. It was they would like gangbang first of all, and then use other objects yeah. and just it's, really that. Well, and, and then the hang gliders. I mean, well, no, I've never felt like was the babies. Yeah. You know that they were decapitating and burning alive. Yeah, you know, babies even. Yeah, and, it's it's in I don't know. It's yeah, evil. Just evil. yeah. 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 Yeah, they I mean I've seen some things in all this that have literally just hit me like deep in my core, like felt my heart literally drop like and I'm just reading things, not even really seeing it. Right. Yeah. Um it's just absolutely terrible. It is. Well anything else? Other than we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's just it. We don't know what's gonna happen. And regard yeah, and like with our trip in June, I know we're like, um, <laughs> yeah. well, at this moment we can't get any flights at all. No, right. um, which we were coming up on having to get those. So, yeah. um, and I think what Jim was like, we may be seeing it from heavenly places. You never right. know, <laughs> right? <laughs> like we may be out of here before it's right. all said and done. And even, and that's another thing. Part of me is just completely just gut wrenched with just the terrible things that are going on. But I'm also like, come on, Jesus. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I want, I just can't wait to see the victory out of it. Yeah. Right. Well, and And it's kind of a guilty feeling, like feeling like something good is going to come out of this. right? Right. Well, but every Israeli war is so interesting because God shows up and does miracle after miracle after miracle. And one of the things that the Israeli people are looking at right now that they may not normally 
is they're looking and seeing the miracles that he's doing. Like um, there were a group of people uh, who were going and, and just giving out aid to mm-hmm. uh, people who their houses has been destroyed and, and different things. And this big, huge, bright rainbow is in the sky, right. you know, just letting them know, yeah, I'm, I'm still, still in here. covenant with you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Well, come on, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I got. That's, that's all me. you got. That's all I got. That's yeah. all you got. Well, thank you for being on. Yes. Um, well, thank you, you for having me. Teach me so much. Like, and just like, literally, I just feel so much peace when I'm around you. So thank oh. you for being here. Yeah. If anyone has any questions, send them in. We'll yeah. Email them. Message us. Do something. Yeah. Ask them though. That's yes. the main thing. Like, don't just not ask because. And I think a lot of people though are kind of don't want their name on any kind of list. You right. know, <laughs> like, right. and I feel that too. But we also, I mean, we can't live in fear. No. Um. I'm. I mean, if you know where you're going, like. Right. What is there to fear? Right. I mean, with everything that's going on in the media, it's very easy to fear. But like you said, if you know where you're going and you know how it's supposed to happen and you just, you know, right. do what you need to do. If you need to turn your phones off and get off of it, you know what I'm saying? Do that. But my name's in, my name is everywhere at this yeah. point because I'm like, God, Israel, boop, boop, yep. boop. Put me on a list. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I know the list that I'm on. Right. I'm on. <laughs> I know what one list I'm on and that's a good one. Yeah. So. But this is actually going to be um, the last podcast for the season. Uh, we just have a lot going on. I'm actually proud that we made it this far this we year. We did. I'm excited. Your marathon's coming up, which <sighs> yeah. we've been talking about. Yeah, I have like a week and a half. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> she's a little more excited. Woo! Than I, <laughs> I think it's awesome. It is. It's going to be you're great. Doing it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but then holidays and all that. Yeah. So it's, it's a it'll, lot. It's all coming quick. Yeah, I know. Before we know it, we're going to be starting season three. So. Yeah. There's going to be a lot to talk about in between then and then Yeah, too. sometimes you got to live a little life and then come back and, come and back. grow a little bit. Grow a little bit. Change a little bit. Do a little bit of stuff. Agreed. For sure. Well, we'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Be The Light Podcast. You can catch us every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram And as always, you can always email in at be the light pod at gmail.com. We love ya.